Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today, I want to talk about you taking back your life. Taking back your life because I really, really feel that you can only take back your life by taking back your time. We race through every second, every minute, every hour of our lives in a hurry. It's almost like we wake up in bed every morning and it's like we are managing chaos or going through a minefield of time. So today I'd like to talk about you taking back your time. So the I want to talk about the current concept of time first. These days, what I hear and what I experience is many people, most people, act as if time is an enemy. Time's your opponent. We live in a world where people get angry and they have a bad relationship with time. They feel time controls them and manages them. And and even if you're in traffic now, if you'll notice people are so short and they're in a hurry, in lines to get groceries, everything. I think we feel this is our relationship with time. We feel crunched by it. And people say we, we don't have enough hours in the day. I just don't I just don't have enough time. I believe our perception of time is distorted. I think it's gotten sick. Time has become our prison, or maybe our prison guard. And if you ask people what they think of time, they'll say, I just don't have enough, or I feel trapped, suffocated. There are not enough hours in the day. Time is like a rare commodity that we feel we have no power or control over, and that the world and time controls us. Also, let's be honest, the internet has distorted or ruined our concept of time. Human beings, we need to experience a sense of accomplishment when things end. The internet overwhelms us because we humans crave endings. We like beginnings, we like endings. And the internet has no end. It's an infinite scroll, and each scroll is eating up our time. It's eating up our lives. You can feel like you're living in a fog that just kind of never lifts. You go from busy day, busy day, technology, devices, running around town, working, then you go to sleep, wake up the next morning. And many of us aren't sleeping, by the way, because we feel so pressed for time. We can get on the internet and get in that fog, and before we know it, hours have passed. Then we're angry at ourselves and frustrated because we went, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to stay on there that long, but I read this article, or I saw this, or I watched this video on YouTube. I hear it every day. So then self-deprecation you know, follows, anxiety, what am I doing, what's wrong with... So anyway, it's, it's a vicious cycle. So that's the, that's the dark side of time, but let's talk about the positive side of time. Time's precious. It is your most sacred and valuable asset in life. Time is the most essential concept in your life that will change the course of your life. Make friends with time. Love time. Your life is measured by time. Time is energy and everything is energy. Your time is the only thing you own and manage and control and have a choice to say yes or to say no. There are only so many minutes in your life. Treat each moment, please treat each moment as sacred. It's a fleeting gift. I'm at the other end of life and after many decades and realize it more than ever How precious and sacred and fleeting and just how exciting time is, though. Time is dynamic. Time is a blessing. Our concept of time can either make us sick or it can heal us. All we have is the present moment. When we focus on the past or we focus on the future, 
We get worried. We get anxious. We can get depressed, okay? They're not real. The past is over. And the future, you don't know what's going to happen. So you can think you can, you know, control time in the past. I mean, in the future, excuse me. And you can't because you don't know what the future is exactly. Or the past, it's, it's over. That time is over. But when we live mindfully and aware, we can change our relationship to time and space. I believe we literally time travel in our meditations, in yoga, maybe when we're in our bathtub or water, when you're laying in the grass looking up at the sky. We enter a quantum space where cells, our very cells, our very mitochondria, our very blood, they, all of our matter responds differently, our brain, the way our brain works. We tap into the rhythm of the universe and the flow of healing that happens beyond this physical realm. Research shows our bodies and minds change when we slow down, and I'll throw in our souls too. Everything changes when we learn to love time. And I think the, one of the nicest things about Eastern religions and, and also in Christian religion called centering prayer is um, that time, you, you navigate time, you expand it, you contract it, you flow with it like water or the wind, and you don't feel that you're trapped in a box of time. So the good news is time is mental. It exists between your ears. You create it. Anything you can create, you can manage. Remember that. So today, it's time to remove self-sabotage about time or self-limitation that you don't have enough time. You have plenty of time. So we're going to talk about a few ways to reconstruct your life and time. I say create a time budget tailored to you. Okay? Tailored to you. And the reason is you want to create an intentional life, a meaningful life. It's only possible with budgeting your time. Just like you budget money, credit, debit, in your bank account, you get short, you get an overabundance of money, which is nice. But think of it as a credit and debit. You are putting your time on a budget. Each of us is different. Each of us need to honor the rhythm of our lives and create a flow chart. Some of us are morning people. Some of us are afternoon people. Some of us are evening people. Somebody like me, I start out great in the morning, then eat a beautiful lunch with my dogs or cat or friends. Then I go back and I'm kind of fallow in the afternoon. But then I ramp up about 4 o'clock. And our circadian rhythm, by the way, changes at 4 p.m. And then I'm kind of up again till about 9 o'clock. So each of us have to honor our rhythm. My husband is a really, really early person, 5 in the morning. And then he goes full strong till about 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Then he unplugs for the rest of the day. Please honor your own rhythm. So, and let's start out first with you have to have personal goal setting before you can find your intentional life and your meaningful life. Choose what you want in life. What do you want in life? Because once you kind of get, and again, it doesn't have to be forever. I mean, I was in the financial world. That's what I wanted then. Uh, at one point, I wanted children. That was then. I wanted to start a horse farm. That was then. Do you see? So, I wanted to write a book. That was then. So remember, this is a, a moving unfolding of yourself. But to get in a good positive relationship with time, the first thing is choose what you want in life because it's your personal goal setting. It'll help you find a direction 
and live your life your way. So, how? What do you want to do? What? What do you think? I mean, it, it, you know, set your lifetime goals. Let's start there. So let's uh, go through some areas. Um, do you want to write? Do you want to paint? Are you artistic? You want to? You've never taken music. You want to take music. That will mitigate managing your time. Your career. What career goals do you want to reach? That will let you focus your time management, your time budgeting, so that you always have that as an overarching uh, energy, uh, overarching light, so that everything you do during your day will take you closer to your goal. Education. Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to get another degree? Do you want to get a change careers like I did? You know, learn something new. Uh, family. Did you just enter a relationship or marriage or have children and or started a new blended family? Whatever it is, is that your goal right now? Financial. How much do you want to earn by a certain stage? I believe in decades. I think people need to set 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. They're beautiful. They're benchmarks. I love decades. So take your finances. How do you see yourself? 30, 40, 50, 60. And your physical health. Do you have athletic goals? Did you always want to play tennis or soccer or pickleball or whatever? Did you want to get in better shape? Did you want to get stronger? Whatever it is, please set a goal or some goals. That will be the guiding light for your time management. Okay? So for an example right now, I'm 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 really am hovering around a new book. So everything in my day, my week planning, my month planning, and my time has to do with that because I need to get these other things done so that I can. Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is the way I see it. Today, we're going to talk about if you want to be happier, you need to learn to value your time. I just left a conference a couple weeks ago, and we were discussing the concept of time and how it has drastically changed over the last 50 years, but especially over the last 20 years since the internet, because time has become fleeting. And anyway, we're going to talk about that, a whole different concept of time. So today, it's what we're going to talk about is what the current concept is. And also what I'd like to do is some, uh, the facilitator asked some very, very interesting questions that were posed to us and to me. And so I would like to, uh, Share those with you so you can hear what uh, the amazing things that we talked about and uh, what some of the ideas are. So, so let's talk about time. The current concept of time. These days, we act as if time is our enemy. Time's our opponent. It's something we struggle with. The world we live in now, people get angry and have a bad relationship with time. They feel that time controls them instead of them managing or controlling their time. There's not enough hours in the day. I don't have enough time. What am I going to do? I mean, look at the way we're driving and road rage and waiting in the line at the grocery store. Or it's, um, we feel that we, you know, are, I think like trying to pour a gallon of milk in, in a quart glass, there's just not enough. And our perception of time is distorted and really pretty sick. Time has become our prisoner and our prison guard. Ask people what they think of time, and they'll say, I never have enough time, or I feel suffocated or trapped. Or Time is like a rare, valuable commodity. 
that we have no power control over and we feel that time controls us. So technology in the internet has distorted or ruined our concept of time. We humans need to experience a sense of accomplishment with ending things. For an example, a digital clock just has the number up there and it keeps changing all day and all night. An analog clock is nice and round and it shows you the 12 hours and it shows you the minutes. Some show the seconds. Very cool. Because you can see the choices you make, the things you are doing are clicking away clicking away. I think everyone needs to have an analog clock that goes in a circle with a second hand, the second hand that goes tick, 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 because you need to see that every thought, word, and action, everything you're doing, your life is fleeting away. So humans need to experience a sense of accomplishment with ending things. So that's what an analog clock does. I really believe that. The way our brain is made and the way that we see things as humans. The internet overwhelms us because we humans crave endings and the internet has no end. It is one infinite scroll, one loop, and each scroll is eating up our time, our life. We can feel like we're living in a fog that doesn't lift. We get on the internet, I know I do, I get into a fog and before you know it, hours have passed. I'll go look up something, something, a show that my husband and I are interested in, a name, a person, anything. And he'll come in an hour later and go, what are you doing? You were just going to run in and do that. I hit a link. I found something else. It, it just goes on. I, I'm, I'm the worst offender. But then me, like everybody else, get, I get frustrated and angry with myself. And anxiety follows. Self-deprecation follows the anxiety. So time is precious. It's your most sacred and valuable asset in life. It's all you have. Time is the most essential concept that'll change the course of your life. I know. I was running around living a very fast life, kids, business, businesses, everything I was doing. And I stopped my life. A friend of mine uh, thought that I was stressed out, which I was, and I thought I was losing my mind. And she said, I want you to come to this Taoist teacher with me, this class that I, I'm taking. So I went. First, I went to the Taoist teacher for many years, then I followed by a Buddhist teacher and other teachers that I've had through my life. And the coolest thing is that theology, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, it changes your concept of time. It changes the course of your life. My life changed like flipped through those experiences. I made friends with time. You begin to love time because your life is measured by time. Time is energy. Every single thing in the energy, in, in the universe is energy. Physics shows us that. Your time is the only thing you own and you manage and you control. And there's only so many minutes in your life. Treat your life as the sacred fleeting gift it is. You should never spend your precious time without purpose and meaning at every stage of your life. So also, we'll be young and go, oh, when I retire or when I get 50, you'll name a benchmark, 50 or 60, I'm going to slow down. Or when I'm 30 or 40, don't do that, please. I, I did it. Um, I can speak from personal experience. Do it now. It'll change the course of your self to yourself at work, with your relationship, with your partner, your children, your neighbors. It, it'll change everything. Do it now. Don't wait for some arbitrary date in your life or something that's supposed to happen to you. 
always understand the meaning of time and use it in a very positive way. It's a learning experience. How to value each and every single moment of your life. Time is dynamic. It's a blessing. And remember, our concept of time makes us either sick or heals us. All we have is the present moment. When we've focused on the past or the future, we get worried, we get anxious, we can get depressed. When we live mindfully and aware, aware, we change our relationship to time and space. I believe that we literally travel in our meditations. We enter a quantum space where cells and blood and matter, they all respond differently. We tap into the rhythm of the universe and the flow of healing that happens beyond this physical realm. Research shows us this. And the mind, when the mind changes and we slow down, everything in our body changes when our concept of time changes. The good news is time is mental. It's a mental construct. Yes, it's a physical construct. But the way that you think about it mentally is what makes you sick or makes you healthy and happy. It exists between your ears. You create it. And anything you create, you can manage. When I was uh, facilitating cardiac rehab many years ago, and I did it for many, many, many years, heart disease is the number one killer of human beings. We rush so fast, our arteries and circulatory system gets tight. Our vessels get smaller. Our blood flow changes. Our heart is a muscle that we're continually stressing. And when we believe we don't have enough time in our hurried lives, it will kill us, literally. And also the research through my many years and my patients showed me on a daily basis the effect our hurried lives have on their bodies, on each of our bodies. And when they changed their concept of time, my God, miracles happened. People that were supposed to die in six months, they're still alive. I'm very serious. People that had catastrophic diseases are now living and living great, healthy lives. They changed their, con their context of being squeezed by time. So today, it's time to remove any self-sabotage or self-limitation you have around not having enough time. Okay, so this is the first question that came from the audience and the facilitator in our forum I was involved in. How do we budget our time is argu arguably even more important than how we budget our money, but that task can seem even more complicated. How can we create a budget for our days that's not only sustainable, but supportive of the life we want to live? Great question. And my answer was create a time budget. You create a budget for your checkbook. You create a budget for your house. So create a time budget that's tailored to you, no one else, to you. To create your intentional life, you've got to budget this sacred time. Each of us is different, and each of us need to honor the rhythm of our lives and create a flowchart that works for each of us, okay? And that starts, number one, with your personal goal setting. What is the intentional life that you want to live? Choose what you want in life. And then you may say, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be a nurse or a teacher or uh, I, I don't know if I want to be. Okay, that's an excuse, and I hear it all the time with patients and clients I have over my entire life. So I have people that have sat there for 10 years wasted of their life, a decade, by saying, I just don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for it to come to me. I'm a magnet. I'm conjuring it up. Well, I believe in that somewhat, but I also believe you got to get out there. Okay, you were given a brain and courage for a reason. So here's what to do. Make a list of everything you think you want to do. Okay, like 
I might want to substitute teach. Uh, I'll do that maybe for a few times and see if I want to be a teacher. I might want to um, work at a hospital. Go do that. What you need to do, go, you know, research three things a, a week or every two weeks that you think you might want to do. Then find some way to work with somebody or volunteer that you get to be in that arena. A lot of people say, I want to rescue animals. If I had money, that's what I'd do. And I say, well, do it. Go work at a shelter and see if that's what your calling is or being a vet or being, you know, a vet tech. You're, you know, don't sit there on the sideline and just keep saying, I'm a magnet. I'm a, no, uh-uh, we're not going to do that. You're going to set goals by choosing what you want, okay? And it's motivating. Then think about it. So then you go volunteer to shelter and you find out that that's what you want to do. Oh, my God. I'm going to go back to school or get a vet tech thing online or whatever, work at a veterinary's office, whatever I have to do. And you're creating. It's motivating. It's, it'll be the greatest thing. I, uh, during the pandemic, had to figure out, I said, I need to give some volunteer time. Do I need to do it at the children's health care and work there a couple hours a week with children? Do I need to do it at Piedmont Hospital, which is a general hospital? Do I need to do it? I love hospice. I love death and dying. Do I need to do it at a, at a terminally ill facility? So I, 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 talk to the people that were doing it. What the, da, da, da. So I explored it because that was the only way I could get a really solid grasp in this day and time of what that means. Do it. It's motivating. And the practice of setting and achieving goals makes you happy. I promise you, it really, really makes you happy. So and you can set short-time goals and lifelong goals. Like I want to retire with enough money or by the time I'm 50 to f be philanthropic and give money away. Or I want to you know, live in a certain house by so-and-so, or I want to have, have a shelter, maybe rescue five dogs or keep five, whatever your lifelong goal is, make sure you have shorter goals and lifelong goals, like a career goal. Then you can have an educational goal. Do you want to get an education? Does that, is that important for what you want to do? Or maybe just because you want to get a Bachelor of Science or a Bachelor of Arts or not. Do you just need informal training? Or do you need to be certified in something? What are your goals as a family? Okay, these are lifetime goals. Do you, I mean, do you want to have a partner maybe? Or do you see children in your life? How do you see your family? Financial. Oh, by what stage do you want to want about money? What, what, like 40, 50, 60? What, what do you see yourself financially at those different benchmarks? And your physical health. Do you want to be an athlete and run an iron... Iron Man thing? Nah. Do you want to be in some kind of a marathon and go to Boston with your best friends? Is that a goal for a year from now? What are your physical health goals? Pleasure. How do you want to enjoy yourself? Have you always wanted to ride a horse? Do you want to snow ski? Pleasure. Fun. What do you want to do? Seriously. And public service. You've always got to choose something to... to um, you know, volunteer and have some fun giving back. Absolutely. So those are personal goals and lifetime goals, okay? Career, education, family, finance, physical, all those kinds of things. Next are time management tips. So let me give you some tips because these are great because you need to manage your time to work on your personal goals and lifetime goals, right? And you need to create a daily plan, okay? And if you don't have one, they're easy. Get online. You can go on Amazon and order these things every single thing. So before your day unfolds, it makes you feel in control to have your cup of coffee and you look what your day planned. Look at your week. Uh, you get to look forward to luncheons with your, or having lunch with a girlfriend. You get to look forward to an article you're going to write. You get to look forward to, my God, look at that day. I have two hours open. Do you see? So 
create a daily daily uh, plan. It's really, really important. Use the calendar. It is fundamental, fundamental for managing your activities. And if you have a partner or family, everybody's got to be coordinated. And make sure you use some kind of organizer with to-do lists and projects. Okay, I have one that I have to-do lists that are, you know, running daily and weekly, but then I have projects, you know, like Christmas was a project. Um, I'm going away for um, some kind of a think tank, and I've got to prepare some uh, talks and some things for panels. So, you know, that's a project. So next is know your deadlines and make sure I, ha I always have to do trademarks, and the trademarks are due at the trademark office It's one of the, and, and domain name renewals and all kinds of other stuff. So set enough so that you legally get everything in. Know your deadlines. Put them on your calendar and set them. You can set them for hours ahead of time, days, weeks ahead of time. But deadlines are crucial. And learn to say no. If it's not leading you to your goals, your personal goals and your lifetime goals, no, 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 no. You're going to have to say no. It's one of the most powerful things you'll ever do. I just got off two board of directors I was on. Wonderful people. I love them. The purpose of their organizations are fabulous. But... It was leading me away from my lifetime goal. Seriously, my personal and lifetime goals. And I stayed on it for a few months and then went, nope, this is just, I'm floating away on an inner tube in the water. I got to um, thank you, but no thank you. I love you. Good luck. And came back to myself and, and my own personal goals and lifetime goals. And um, also target to be early. I used to always be late, always for everything, every appointment I had earlier in my life. Now... I always said it that if, if my doctor's appointment's at 9 o'clock, I put it at 8.45. If I have an appointment for anything, I always do it 15 minutes early so that I can sit there, take a deep breath, um, look around because there's always interesting people or you don't know where the parking lot is or you may have to have valet parking. You don't know what's going on. So I have found it is, you know, lowered my heart rate. It's wonderful. Uh, it's fun. Again, you feel like you're in control. And again, don't forget my analog clock. I love them. And um, focus, focus, focus. No multitasking. We have shown, science has shown that used to be cool. And I used to walk in the office and say, man, I, I'm just multitasking. No, don't do that because it shows you're, you're not on top of things. Because multitasking messes up your brain. And you can never execute anything fully. You can never focus and get the best out of yourself multitasking. And, and block out distractions. I mean, when you're on the web, when you're writing something, working, stop your, you know, put it on silent. I do it all the time. You don't need the phone ringing, don't need messages. Lots of times when I'm writing, I want a stream of consciousness. Also, when I'm talking to somebody, I think it's rude to have your text keep going off and the phone keep going off. You need to turn that off. It shows tremendous respect for the person you're listening to, talking to, eating lunch with. It just shows tremendous reverence. And don't uh, <clears throat> don't get excited or fuss about unimportant details. You're never going to get everything done. Don't, don't, you know, Martha Stewart said that a long time ago. She was in an interview, and they said, you know, what's it like to be a perfectionist? You know, that's a neurosis. And she said, I'm not a perfectionist. I never have been. I believe in excellence. Excellence, which is the best you can do something at any given time, but not perfection. So close counts and horseshoes, hand grenades, and anything you do, okay? Do the best you can. Perfection will make you nuts. 
and prioritize. If I have a lot of things to do today and I get crunched or look over my day or my day I have for tomorrow, which is already written out, make sure anybody can make a list. Successful, happy people prioritize. My husband makes lists and he doesn't prioritize, but that's for another podcast. Anyway, it's a source of, uh, you know, you know, uh, getting into it. Um, so, uh, let me see. Uh, eliminate time wasters. And you know that. Quit checking email, Twitter, Facebook while you're trying to work or late at night. And uh, make sure you use that do not disturb. I have a do not disturb sign in our houses, in our home. And I put it all around. Um, because whether it's in the bedroom, whatever it is, um, it's it, it, it's a pretty cool thing because when you grow up in a family with children and a, and a spouse and everything else and you have do not disturb, they know what it means. You're not going to have knocking, lots of noise. You're not going to have any of that. Uh, the dogs even pay attention to it by Jack Russell and stuff. Now, Tess the cat, Tess doesn't care about my do not disturb sign. As a matter of fact, sometimes... Uh, she jumps up on the door and tries to get it. But that's a whole nother problem with my cat. Anyway, the next question, they said, why should we bother time management or our new concept of time? And I answered, our concept of time can heal you. It creates happiness. It creates peace in your life. It makes you flourish. You have a productive, creative, fun life. And you know what? It's true freedom. It is true freedom. Because you can feel a prisoner to time always running like a hamster on a wheel with little sense of control or management of our lives. And then the next question that the um, facilitator asked was, will this save us money as well as other intangible and intangible resources have? Yes, you better believe it will. When you feel in control, you feel confident, you make better decisions, you have clarity. You create specific time in your schedule to look at your money. You're achieving your goals. What's not working? What is working? So, you know, and if you're rushing around through a life of chaos and busyness, you won't have critical clarity with time allocated to make good decisions about your money. Peace of mind. You're moving towards your life goals confidently. Peace of mind. Okay? Also, how many people do I know that have boxes and boxes? God bless Amazon. I love them. But they get shopping and think they're going to go get one thing and then, you know, 10 things later, 20 things at Zappos, whatever it is, um, I'm telling you, once you manage your time and get a good grasp of it, you will realize when you're shopping too much, when you're worrying too much, when you're wasting time too much. I love wasting time. Wasting time, there's no such thing, meaning if you're having fun or walking in the woods or kissing your dog or whatever you're doing, take a hot bath. But make sure you're doing it intentionally. But remember, people in a hurry. With no time, they make money, bad money decisions and they help have other people make bad decisions for them because they're in a hurry. The next question that came up was, once we create our time budget, how often should we revisit our budget to ensure it's serving us well? And I said, oh, at least time budget, I, I say, give it a couple weeks. Okay, don't give it a day or one week. Give it two weeks, maybe a month. Do it individually and do it as a family. So then ask everybody in the family how it's doing. How does everybody get some input? And, and at the office, say, have you noticed anything different? And how's it working for everybody? You are teaching your children and your staff incredible life skills. Okay? So you're the leader. You're, you're the CEO of your life. And your light is emanating out to others to show them you're kind of a guiding light. Okay? Ask yourself, are you rushing too much in the morning? 
Are you going to bed too late to squeeze all these tasks in before you go to bed? Are you spending too much time on the internet? And set a day, day of the month to review your time management flow and ask yourself, am I happier? Am I more productive? So one acronym I use, which is an easy one to remember, okay, is ACE, A-C-E, your life, A. A is awareness. Okay, so let's take the A part. And I want you to pretend, put a line down the middle of a page and it's credit and debit. And look at an activity log like credit. What am I doing that's fun or meaningful or, or what am I doing and that's creating positive in my life? And then debit, which is the minuses, what, is, what, what am I doing that's eating up time, eating up my life? How am I wasting my life? And then on the credit and debit side, I want you to put, what's your daily energy level? Some of us don't, don't have much energy in the morning. Some have it in the afternoon. Some have it in the evening. I happen to have it in the morning. I die from about 12 when I eat my lunch till 3. But then I zoom back up by about 4. And I'm good from 4 to 7. Full on. Everybody's different now. But do this. Credit debt. Put it on this thing and see what is your daily energy level. Because that's when you'll get the most done. You'll get the biggest bang for your buck. Then, after you do this for a couple weeks, choose. That's what the C is. A is awareness. C is choice. Okay. Are all the things you're doing helping you meet your goals? Are they? And it's also going to show, is this meeting your professional and personal goals? And who are you? This is going to show you your life. You know, what's the, what's the energy level of your life during the day, each day? What are you doing that brings you life and what sucks the life out of you? And um, so you understand, it gives you some clarity. Then after you do that, just uh, in about a week or so, what's your energy from this experience? Evaluate your energy. How does it feel? How's your life feeling now that you are feeling, maybe for the first time, that you have a life and you have control over your life and you're looking at where those 24 hours are going every day, that 1,440 minutes in every day of your life, where are they going? And don't forget, during your day, I want you to schedule in self-care, S-E-L-F, another acronym. And these are scientifically proven. S is for serenity, which is the opposite of stress. I want you to try to spend 5 or 10 minutes doing that. E is exercise, get that body moving. L is love, you got to... You got to text, call, walk your dog, speak to a neighbor, love. You've got to show love. And F is food. What have you eaten that is absolutely delicious, nutritious, and something you love to celebrate? Okay? Serenity, exercise, love, and food. So, serenity, you can go to our meditation room, which is called the meditation room at the Mindful Living Network, and just do a three to five minute relaxation video. And go, do a nature one. It's wonderful. You can be at Mount Fuji. You can be in a snowstorm. You can be in the rain. Whatever you want. There are tons of them on there that are so, so cool. I love it. It's one of my favorite places to spend time. So that's for serenity. You can also do positive affirmations. Just take time and say, you know, I am complete and whole as I am. Whatever your positive affirmation is. Listen to music for five or ten minutes. Relaxing movie. Uh, music or get outside for five to ten minutes. We call that ecotherapy. An exercise, we're not talking about going to the gym for five or ten minutes. Just walk around the block. Walk up and down your stairs for a while. Do some yoga stretches for five to ten minutes, okay? Get your body moving. And Ella's love, well, like I said, call, meet with a friend, a co-worker. You know, get in a group, get some phone support. You have to show and experience love every day for at least five to ten minutes. And food, 
Make sure you eat breakfast, okay, because it really increases your metabolism, helps with your weight and your mood. And omega-3s, which is fish and nuts and other foods, and, and B6s, you know, um, they help create serotonin in your body. Bananas, tuna, turkey, things like that, sunflower seeds. But foods to be careful of is energy drinks, seriously, they can get that heart going and get your body in overdrive. There you go, speeding, down, speeding out again. Too much coffee, too much sugar. And, you know, especially through the pandemic, since drinking is up 24%, or excuse me, no, it's not, it's up 40%. Good Lord. So, anyway, today, want to be happier? Value your time, okay? That's what we're talking about. And I hope this was of some value to you. I hope this forum I went to where we talked about the, uh, our time uh, experience in technology, that you will take it back. And uh, love every second of your life. Oh, the Mindful Living Network. We have a great newsletter. Please go to our, O-U-R-M-L-N.com and sign up or go to MindfulLivingNetwork.com. Um, and you can hit the contact button, too, and write me a note. Tell me if you'd like to be on our show or have any great ideas for shows. And we live by our tagline on our Mindful Living Network site. We are one people, one planet, with one future. It's our world. Let's hold our hearts and hands and heal ourselves. Heal the world. Please share us with your friends and family and community. Let's do this. Let's create a mindful world that we can all share. Uh, don't forget our meditation room. Again, it's at ourmln.com or mindfullivingnetwork.com. Also, we have an app. Go to the app store. It's called Mindful Living Network App. It's got the meditation room on it. It's got stress tips. It's great. It's amazing. And again, our newsletter is so informative. I love it, of course. I write it, so of course I love it. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We are here for you. Um, and we really, uh, this poor, fragile, um, wounded planet needs us, and we need it. We need Mother Nature, and we all need to work together. So know how much you're loved here at the Mindful Living Network. Contact us. Let us know how you're doing. And have a wonderful, blessed day.